Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Well, today we're continuing our series called Against All Odds. And uh, as we start this, I want to ask you the question, have you ever, uh, or let me say this, don't you really enjoy it when you see someone be brave and stand up against fear? You know, stand up against, just take courage and and stand up and and fight when needed to. Like, I want to tell you uh, something about Pastor Chesney. She's our family ministry director. Don't tell her I told you this, okay? All right, listen, we're family, right? Don't tell her. But she is, she is a huge fan of Rocky, the Rocky movies. I mean, she can tell you every line, and you would never think of her because she's so small, you know, but it sort of scares me, you know, that she might could punch you in the throat or something. I don't know. <laughs> but she's so small. But anyway, she is a fan of the Rocky movies. And, of course, if you're not familiar with Rocky, that you can just Google it, all right, later. Uh, but Rhonda and I did a road trip a couple weeks ago, and we actually went up to uh, Boston, and then we uh, come back down through Philly, and I got to go up the rocky stairs. You know, got to climb up there, yeah. And I actually had my picture with his statue, and we looked just alike, you know. <laughs> Yay. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> so anyways. But the reason I share that with you is because uh, there was a time, you know, there has been several times in my life, and I'm sure it's yours, that I've had to stand up. And one of those times that come to my mind that I'm not the most proud of was uh, when I was like in, I don't know, probably, I, I'm probably 10 or 11 years old, maybe a little younger than that. But we lived in a very small town. It was a mill town. And uh, what had happened, the mill come in and built a lot of homes around the mill. And the people that worked in the mills lived in those small homes. And so when the mills closed down, that community, those houses were still there, and it was a very, it was a low-income uh, place where people lived, and and we lived in that low-income place. That was where my family lived at. We grew up there, and as we grew up there, uh, you know, everybody sort of knew each other. Well, there was a little uh, a bully that a guy that was bullying me, another kid that was bullying me, and again, my family all lived in that area. And I remember being uh, down the street, and this kid started bullying me, and my uncle lived up the street. And he just happened to see it out of his window, what was going on. And he, wa- he ran out. I remember him, him yell- running out of his house and yelling down the street, Jeff, if you don't whip his, beep, beep, I'm going to whip your, beep, beep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, like, you know, that's the sort of way I was raised. I'm sorry. That's the way it was. But you know what? Maybe the eye of the tiger. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Eye of the tiger. You know, it's on now, right? I think I wore that black eye for about two weeks. (laughs) It doesn't always go like the movies end it, writing, they're writing and so forth. And so I want to ask you, you know, has there ever been a time in your life that you can think of when you had to stand up? When you had to say, okay, I'm just going to stand up to this. And maybe, maybe it was like the person that's borrowed money from you two times already and they never paid you back and they come back the third time and you finally said, no, I'm not doing this. 
Maybe we're standing up to a, to a child, or, or maybe we're standing up, up to a, a, a co-worker, or, or maybe, you know, standing up to a neighbor or someone, or, or standing up to an addiction or something. You just had to stand up. And, you know, when you did that and you said no, you sort of felt this pride inside of yourself. But on the other hand, I want to ask you this question. Has there ever been a time in your life to where you didn't stand up? You know, that, that you know, someone, you know, was proposing something or, or you did something and you didn't stand up. You should have, but you didn't. And I have, and you should have, and you didn't. And you left there, and you look back as you look at that moment, you say, why did I ever listen to them? I can't believe I let them talk me into this. I can't believe I did that. And you begin to, to all these regrets go through your mind because you didn't stand up. And so there's power when we stand. Would you agree with that? And it empowers us when we stand. And so today what I want you to understand and why it's so important that we learn to stand is because of this. Here it is. Are you ready for this? Because you're getting what you tolerate. Right now, many of us sitting in this room, we don't like the situation that we're in, but we're getting exactly what we're tolerating. It's never going to get better until we stop tolerating it. So we have to learn to take a stand. We have to learn to take a stand. And so today, what I want to share with you is this. I have the title on your outline. It's called, How to Stand Under Pressure. Because the big decision decisions are pressure decisions. Would you agree with that? And so I have this saying that I want you to say with me today several times. And again, I do this on a weekly basis because I want you to remember at least one thing as you leave here today. And here's a statement that I want you to remember if you remember nothing else. This is it. It's coming up on the screen. And I would like for you to say it with me. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. When we stand with God, God stands with us. Oh, let's say it again. You ready? When I stand with God, God stands with me. When I stand with God, God stands with me. I want you to remember that the rest of your life. And if you remember anything else I say today, I want you to remember that because it's very important. Because your future hangs in that balance of believing that, that when I stand with God, God stands with me. So I'd like to give you three things today that I think are going to help you in doing that. Before I start into the first point, I want to give you a little background. I love the story. Again, we're doing this series against all odds. And the reason that we're talking about this is because there's great stories in the Bible that God has given us in order that we may learn from them the principles and we may apply. And one of my favorite, favorite Old Testament stories is a story of three guys by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These young men were, let me give you a little background, they were actually our Jewish men. And the, and the king Nebuchadnezzar, that's his name, he is actually the king of, uh, of what's present-day Iraq. He's over that area. And so they've come down now into, into the Israel territory. They've, they've taken the Jewish people captive, and three of the people are named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that the king really likes. And, you know, he's looked at them. He's seen how that they have ability to make decisions. They're great leaders. And so he's promoted them in his kingdom. They're Jewish people. They're foreigners, but he's promoted them. He sees that good in them. And so all of a sudden now, the king is like feeling good. His kingdom's doing very well. Things are successful. And the king has an ego problem. He is full of it. And he's full of himself. Okay, yes, he is. And he's just full of it. You know, he's just full of himself. And so the king 
says, I'm going to do something. I'm going to build this huge statue over 90 feet tall. Matter of fact, if you want to know how tall 90 feet is, this ceiling right up above you is about 30 feet. So if you can triple that, you realize how tall it is. He says, it's about 90 feet tall. And he says, what I want to do is I want everyone to bow down to me. But you want you to, in order to bow down to me, you're going to really bow down to this statue that I've made in honor of me. And so when the music begins to play, I want everybody to bow down. Everybody to bow down. And so that takes us to the first point is this. Would you write this down? If we're going to stand under pressure, number one is this, is make your stand on the side of God. If you're going to stand under pressure, I want to tell you, you must make your stand on the side of God. Now, so here they are. So you take the, you got the picture, these three Hebrew guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Matter of fact, that was the name that the king gave them, by the way. They're Hebrew. You think those are hard names? Well, the Hebrew names are even harder than that. So maybe you want to simplify it or something. I don't know. But all of a sudden, here they are standing. Now, picture this with me. They're standing in front of a very powerful king in a, in a foreign land to them. They're not in their homeland. And here they are because the king has asked them to, to bow down to this statue. Now, here's what I want you to know is that when he, when he says when the music plays, everybody's to bow. And so what happened was this, is that that means that, that people that were working, you know, in the stores or whatever, in the markets, they knew that when the music played, they stopped right there selling and they just stopped and bowed. When, you know, when the taxi driver come by with the donkey and the buggy, you know, come by, and, uh, or maybe on the camel, whatever they rode back then, he knew that when the music played, stop, get off and bow. Wherever you are, when the music plays, you stop, get off and bow to this statue. And so sure enough, that happens. I mean, the band strikes it up, the music begins to play, and wow, everybody all over the whole land begin to bow to that statue, except for three people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And everybody was watching. People were watching, you know, and they noticed that these three people are not bowing. They're standing going, you know, just whistling. They're not doing it. And so the king's people didn't like them anyways because they were foreigners and they were in his government. And they didn't like that. So they rushed them into the king's presence and says, hey, king, listen, there's three guys here that's in your government that, you know, that they're supposed to bow. If anybody's going to bow, it's the people that work for you. You know, you don't pay problems, king, and this is a problem. And so you're paying them, and so they're not bowing. So he brings them in, and he says, now listen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, boys, now listen, I want to tell you that uh, we're going to do this again. And we're going to play this music again, and I want you to bow. I know this is a misunderstanding, and, and I know that you really, really, you know, don't want to do this because, boys, now listen, I told everybody that if they don't bow, they got to get thrown into that furnace out there where we make bricks at. We're going we're gonna to burn them. And so, boys, I'm going to give you a second chance. And here's what, here's what they said. Look what it said. It's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, Your majesty, we will not try to what? To defend ourselves. In other words, what they were saying is, can't you see it? What they were saying was basically, you know, we're not going to bow. You, you can, listen, don't, don't hit rewind on the music. Don't play the song again. There's no need in you doing that, king, because we are not going to bow. And what they said was this, king, listen, we are not going to bow to you over God's word. We will stand on God's word no matter what threats you give us, no matter what happens. We will stand on God's word. Why? Because God has been too good to us and brought us too far to, for us to bend our knee to you. Amen? Amen. And they don't just stop there. 
And they say, King, listen, you've been good to us. You've given us good jobs, and we are thankful for our jobs. But listen, we will not bow. We will not, we will not trade our jobs for God's word and God's blessing and God's favor. And so they said, King, you blessed us with good jobs, but King, guess what? You didn't give us these jobs. God gave us these jobs through you. You were in the hand of God. Didn't you know that, King? And, and so can you see them hearing them saying that? And so what I want to tell you is this, is watch this. What they decided to do, instead of giving an excuse, they made a stand. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing when we're facing things in our lives where we need to make a stand? Isn't it so amazing that we can give an excuse? And I want to tell you, they didn't do that. And you know why? You know why it was so great? It's because there were, there were thousands of other young Jewish people that were there that did not know what to do. And just because everybody else bowed, they bowed too. But all of a sudden, they saw three men that were willing to stand, three young people that were willing to stand. And you, let me just tell you something. You know, I want you to understand, this next generation is not looking for incredible people. They're just looking for credible people, somebody that will stand. Amen. They're looking for somebody that will stand. Because what we understand is this, is that more is caught than taught. Did you hear that? This next year, they catch more, more is caught than taught. And so here's what, here's what I want you to understand. The question that, that I want to ask you today is, are you willing to stand on the side of God? That's the question you've got to answer. When you make a stand, are you willing to stand on the side of God? That is the question that you have to answer in order to be in the favor of God, is I'm willing to stand on the side of God. Now, again, listen, that's what becoming a Christian is all about. It's when you say, I'm, I'm becoming a Christian, I want Jesus Christ in my life, what you're saying is, hey, Jesus saved me, I'm on your side. And that's where it's all, I, I'm on your, so there's never a question. Listen, if you say I'm a Christian in every situation, it's always I'm on God's side, right? And that's where the problem comes in, isn't it, right? Because the pressure's here and now. We can't see God, but we see the pressure. We see the people. We hear what they say. And so we're in this pressure, and we have to stand. So the first stand that we need to make is make a decision to become a Christ follower, to serve Jesus Christ. And so, listen, if that's you today and you're not a Christ follower, we invite you in order that you may be able to stand is that you receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And there's a prayer inside of our program called the prayer to become a Christ follower. It's there for you to pray and say, God, that's me come into my life. And when you do that, the only thing we ask you to do is that we ask you on the back of this card that you would just check the box and say, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower so we can pray for you. And let me just tell you something. We do this every week. You know why? Because every week at SEC, people check the box. Every week. Can we say praise God for that? Every week. Every week. Now. Remember what I told you that we want to remember. If you don't remember anything else that I say today that's going to be worth you coming is this statement is coming up on the screen. I'd like you to say it with me again. You ready? Let's say it. You ready? Here we go. Ready? When I stand with God, God stands with me. Aren't you beginning to feel our story begin to build it just a little bit? And all of a sudden, there's a tension that's rising. And so as we see the story, they don't just stop there and say, oh, king, you know, we're not going to bow. They go a little bit deeper. I mean, they just sort of turn it a little bit, you know. They dig in a little bit more. Listen to what they say here. They say this. Can't you see it? Listen to what they're saying. If we are thrown into the blazing fire, furnace, the king, the, uh, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand. Now, that sounds pretty confident right there, right? And then they just say, oh, king, 
Oh, by the way, you know, buddy. Okay. You guys have got to read the Bible like me. It's exciting. You should live in here a little while. Woo, it'll scare you to death. Mm-mm-mm. Then he goes on. But watch this next line. Watch this next. But even if he what? Does not. Now, that's faith. How about you? Are you saying, God, I'm on your side no matter what. If you answer this prayer or not, I'm still with you. I'm still with you. I'm still with you. Even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know, oh, king. There it is again, oh, king. We want you to know that we will not serve your God or worship the image of gold you have set up. And here's what I want you to know. When you share your faith in God, your faith in God increases. Did you hear that? When you, sh- when you share your faith in God, your faith in God increases. It gets bigger. And so, what I, again, they're saying this, O king, even if God does not, here's what I want you to know, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had not received one word from God. There was nobody, no prophet that said to them, or an angel did not say to them, listen, if you go into fire, God's going to bring you out. It's going to be okay. They did not have that assurance. They did not have that assurance. And by the way, faith is not believing that everything's going to happen just the way I see it or say it. Did you hear that? Faith, oh my God. Faith, faith is not believing that, that everything's going to happen the way I see it or the way I say it. Faith is believing that there is a God and that he's going to do what's best no matter what. That's what faith is. And see, many of us are living disappointed, and we think, well, I don't, you know, well, God hasn't done this for me. Let me tell you something. God is doing something. It's just not what you see and what you say. Amen? He's doing something, and God is at work. And when we share our faith in God, our faith in God increases. And it's very, very important for us to do that. Now, I have a next step for you on your connection card. Look what it says. It says, I will increase my faith in God by sharing my faith in God. I want to challenge you to do that. Now, we have a tool to help you. And when you sat down, there was a little card that looks just like this. When you sat down, we put in your seat. Why do we put that there? Because we want to increase your faith. We want you to take this card, and we want you to give it to someone, and we want you to invite them to service to the SEC. And the reason is, that's only to open the door to the spiritual conversation. When you say, hey, why don't you come to church with me? That's going to open the door for you to share your faith in God with them. And when you share your faith, your faith increases. And it's amazing what God will do. And next Sunday, as a matter of fact, it's Father's Day. It'll be a great time to invite someone. We want your faith to increase. And so that's why we're giving you that card to do it. Now, remember the thing that we talked about, that, that if you don't remember anything else that I say today... I want you to remember this. Let's say it again. You ready? Come on. Here we go. When I stand with God, God stands with me. Come on. Would you say that with a little more authority? Like, I really believe this. Like, you know what? I really, really believe. Let's say it again. You ready? Come on. When I stand with God, God stands with me. And that is so true. Now, so the the third thing, how to stand under pressure. The third thing is this. Would you write this down? The third thing is this, is um, take the risk with God. Take the risk with God. That is the third. Take the risk with God. Now, we, now, what I want to share with you is this, is that 
when, when you stand, when you take a stand, it's a, it's a risk, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a risk. It's, it's not, there's not a promise that everything's going to work out just fine. It's a risk. And what they could have done, they could have said, oh, king, listen, you know what? Well, you know what? We're going we're gonna to bow down like this, and we want everybody to know we're going to bow down physically, but on the inside, I'm standing up. Right? I mean, isn't that a cop-out that many people say, well, you know, i got to go along to get along, but God knows my heart. Right? God knows my heart. Yeah, no, we know your actions. <laughs> okay, just, just saying. No, 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 no. I don't care what your heart's thinking, what we see. Right? And then they could have said this, well, you know, well, God's word was for when we was living in Israel. It was back in the day with our parents, and it, it didn't stand for like the time that we have right now because, we're, you know, we're in captivity, so God's word doesn't mean. Let me tell you something. God's word's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Amen? God's word's the same. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't change. You may change, but God's word doesn't change. And it doesn't matter how culture changed, God's word doesn't change. And so now we see, here they are. Now watch what happened. And remember, they just stood up and said, oh, king, we're not going to bow, oh, king. You know, we want you to know, uh-uh, we're not going there. And so here was, here's what the king, he gets a little ticked off. You ever get ticked off when people get in your face and say, uh-uh? Oh, yeah, you do. Here we go. Look what he says. Then Nebuchadnezzar was what? Oh, furious, ticked off, P.O.'d, whatever you want to say. All right? He was fierce with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, let's read what's underlined. You ready? And his attitude toward them. Oh, boy. Here he goes. What happened? He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. Now, what was the furnace? The furnace was where they, they actually baked bricks at. They made bricks. So it was, a, it was like a kin, uh, kennel. Is that what you call that? Kilts. Kilts. Kennel's what a dog's in, right? <laughs> okay, all right. You got it. <laughs> I'm not even going there. All right, here we go. So he'd have seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his armies to what? Tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and threw them into the what? Blazing furnace. Now, here's what I want you to know. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there are risks involved in standing with God. There's a risk involved in standing with God. Now, here's here, listen to this. Our faith is rooted in risking it all for God. Our faith is rooted in risking everything for God. That's what our faith is rooted in. Why? Why would we do that? I'll tell you why. It's because the same God that we believe in said this. He says, my eye is on the sparrow, the little bitty bird's. He says, I see every bird that falls out of the sky, and we know if he's watching over the sparrows, he's surely watching over us. Amen? He's surely watching over us. And so we believe the same God that watches over the, the sparrows is watching over us as well. Now, these three guys had to go into the fire in order to stand with God. Now, here's a question. Are you willing to step into the fire with God? Because, listen, some of the decisions that you've got to make today is that this is going to be painful. And the question is, are you willing to step in the fire with God? That's the question. Look at the next verse. Okay, here we go. They're standing there talking. They're getting ready to be, they're getting thrown into the fire now. And look what it says in verse 23. And these three men, would you read the next two words that are underlined? They, fir they were firmly tied. 
fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and said to his advisors, now here, I want you to see what he saw. Here it is, right? I want you, you're looking over right now into this fire with him. Here we go. Weren't there three men that were tied up and thrown into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king, he said. Look, I see what? I see four men walking around in the fire. How? What's that word? Unbound, unbound, and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Did you just see that? Would you just look at God? Would you look at God? All of a sudden, hey, listen, the, the king was saying, okay, I'm going to throw you in there to death. You're going to die. But what the king did not realize is that when he threw them into the fire, he threw them into a place for a miracle. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I mean, what they thought was good, what the king thought was going to surely kill them, and they would surely die, and they thought, hey, we're probably going to die too. But what happened was, when the king threw them in the fire, he threw them in a place for a miracle of God. Listen, they went into the fire, they were bound up hand and foot. They could not move, they were bound up. But when they went into the fire, when they were thrown in, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit of God showed up in the fire, and guess what? The ropes were free and they listen you're not supposed to walk around in the fire are you you're not supposed to be able to stand in the fire As a matter of fact you're supposed to die in the fire but guess what when God meets you in the fire the very thing that was meant to kill you sets you free isn't that amazing oh 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 yes it is Oh, I gotta get a little. I gotta get a little personal with you. I hope you can handle this. But let me tell you something. Years ago, Rhonda and I, we were going. We were in the. We were had horrible. Our finances were horrible. We were mad at each other. We didn't like each other. She, you know what? We couldn't even buy a happy meal. We could, we could, and we were so broke, you know, broke, busted, and disgusted. And I want to tell you something. That fire, that, that trial, that we said, God, you've got to help us. And you know what? That fire pushed us into financial peace. And we went to Financial Peace University, and we learned how to manage our money. And I want to tell you, through that trial, through that trial, God burned the ropes off, and today I'm not broke. Hallelujah. Because of what God has done. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, several years ago, you've heard me say it many times, our family went through a family crisis. I mean, I'm talking about more than I could handle. And our marriage, Rhonda and I's marriage, was, it was horrible. It was not good. And that trial that we was in, we finally said, we're going we're gonna to stand up to this. And we're going to fight. And guess what? That pressure pushed us right, that fire pushed us right into a counselor's office. And it was in that counselor's office that God used that person like he used Jesus to walk around that fire. He used him to tell us. Us, what we need to do and we need to get help and I want to tell you we've been married now 33 years and I want to tell you something I love that woman it, it was what I'm trying to tell you it's the fire it's the fire that you're running from that God wants to use to set you free you see we were bound up we were bound but when we went in there God said no I want I want to save your marriage and I want to tell you what I look at her now and I say oh no no you so fine so fine I'm so glad you mine I said, honey, I know your feet are tired because you've been running through my mind all day. Dear God, I got another service to do too. I'm, I'm telling you, listen, everything we've been through and everything you go through, if you keep running from it, you will stay bound. 
But when you quit running and you stand up and say, no, we're going to get better. Something's got to change. God opens up a door for to walk in, for you to walk into and that God will meet you there. And when you come out, you will no longer be bound up, tied up. You'll be free. You'll be free. You'll be free. Oh, you see, it was in the fire. It was in the fire that they thought that it was over. But when you think it's over, God's up something. He's up to something new. You see, it's not, you're used to the same old thing, same old fights, same old battle. Just one thing after another, the same old cycle, over and over. You do the same old thing. It's time today to quit doing the same old thing. It's time to take a stand in the name of Jesus Christ and say, God, I'm going to stand on your side and trust him to set you free. Trust him to set you free. God is never going to set you free until you take a stand. Until you take a stand. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Listen, before they went into the fire, the king was mad. And when you take a, when they took a stand, the king got mad at them. And when you take a stand in your life, guess what? People will get mad at you. Oh, they're going to get mad at you. And guess what? That's where the pressure's on, right? When they start getting mad, and that's when you usually go, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Almighty one, I'm so sorry. Bow down, right? Oh, I just bow. Oh, drug addiction. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Financial problems. Oh, I'm so sorry. We just keep bowing and bowing to the same old junk. And we're not getting better. But I'm telling you today, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego went into that fire, when they went into that fire, you know what? They, the king got mad at them. But when they come out on the other side, unbound, unhard, he said, oh, I want to worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see, people are watching you. Your kids are never going to get better until you get better. Your mom and daddy is never going to get better until you get better. The people on your job are not going to get better until you get better. They're waiting on you. They're looking for your God. Watch this. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they went through the fire and then they come out. And if it was me and you coming out of that fire, they say, look at me. Look at me. You better shut up now and look at me, right? Oh, our ego gets in. Oh, look what I did. No, no, no. You didn't do nothing. It was God. But they didn't come out that way. They, come, they didn't come out with pride. They came out the same way they went in. You know how they come out? They come out saying, you know what? No matter what, we will stand with God. No matter what, we will stand with God. But they say we went in the fire with God. We come out with God. And if we have to go back in again, we'll go in with God. Amen? It's going in with God. Going in with God. Here's the, day, here's the deal. It's, it's our time to, to move. There's some of you sitting here today that you know your finances are never going to get better until you take a stand. Remember, you're getting what you tolerate. You're getting what... What are you tolerating? Your marriage is never going to get better until you take a stand. Listen, that boyfriend or girlfriend is never going to get better until you take a stand. You know what? That addiction is never, ever going to get better until you take a stand. You know what? That job is never going to get better until you take a stand. 
You see, I'm telling you, your life is all depending on you. God is ready to go in the fire with you, but he's not going in by himself. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take a stand. Because I've been praying for you this week. Because you know what? Every stand starts with a decision. You have to make a decision. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.